Welcome to Fixie's Playground. I am your host and creator, Trevor Blanchard. I, uh, my co-host is not on yet. Um, the guest I'm talking about, talking to tonight, actually volunteered to be co-host, but I already have one. I just decided to make him a reoccurring guest, so you're going to be hearing a lot more of him. Um, it is January 2nd. I know I just pushed out an episode yesterday, last night, so you'll probably be hearing this a week later. I'm going to try to stagger them a little bit just to not, you know, convolute and like push out all my episodes at one time. That way y'all have a chance to listen to the three and a half episode I put did last night and then listen to this one. <laughs> you get a chance. You don't feel rushed. I don't feel rushed. And content keeps coming. So that's what we want to do. Uh, my next guest tonight, old friend of mine. Haven't really talked with him in depth in a long time, but it's nice to have him on. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guest. Yeah. So my name is Brock. I've known – damn, dude, I was 13, so about 14 years, 14 yep. or 15 years ago when I first met you. Um, yeah, I met him at uh, the Lair, a uh, local uh, game store back in our hometown. Of, well, not my hometown, but the town that we grew up in, Mamu, Louisiana. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm, you guys are pretty lucky that he got someone else's co-host. I'm really not that interesting of a person, so hopefully they are. So. <laughs> I mean, but, you'll, uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, at least for a recurring spot, I can just talk about nerd stuff with you guys every now and then. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man, it's good to have you on. Um, anybody who's listened to the podcast, if y'all listen to episode one, the very first episode with Kenneth Kidder, uh, I talk about the lair. And I've mentioned it sporadically through other episodes. Um, it was the only gaming place ever in Mamu that I, I know of uh, that had video games um, that would rent out like an hour sessions and then they would sell magic cards. They would sell other stuff like that. Um, so I happened to meet Brock there. We used to play a lot of Halo, play a lot of magic, um, had us a, a Halo clan for a little while. Um, Didn't do too well. <laughs> we won a little bit. We were all right. And then I had to move away. So it kind of was a short-lived thing, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, um, so you grew up in Mamu. I left 2010, I guess. Maybe 2009. Oh, let's see. 2008 is probably when I moved to Lafayette. I want to say I was 19. So, um yeah i think 2008 so i moved away you did you graduate from mamu i said you did uh no man uh, um so i don't know if you remember but my mom was actually uh not in great health i remember that yeah so um actually i dropped out to take care of her and got my ged but gotcha. personally i would have stayed in school if i had known bill was gonna drop out just because he hated school so mm -hmm. Well, it was like, uh, damn, only one of us has to be here. Look, at least you got your GED, right? Like, which I think at that level, I think I feel like the GED is just as good as a high school diploma. It's just less bullshit, really. I mean, have you ever caught any shit for having a GED instead of a high school diploma? Uh, from people, but not in actual oh. like experiences in life, such as applying for work. I mean, but mind you, I'm not applying at like Tesla or anything, so that might be why. Yeah, yeah. Well. Some people could be stupid, but I don't know. I feel like GD is equivalent. 
Um, but I mean, you did what you had to do, you know, and I can respect that for sure. Um, I can't really say I'm surprised Bill dropped out, I guess. I don't know. I didn't hang out with him as much as I hung out with you. I feel like he was always kind of off doing his own thing. He'd come by the lair sometimes, though. Yeah, he would only come by whenever he wanted to, like, completely dumpster a few kids who barely knew how to move both joysticks at the same time. But, uh, yeah, yeah. no. Like, we kind of saw it coming with Bill. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Like, He, he was a pretty rambunctious teenager, man. At one point in time, he was, like, hustling Robitussin because apparently, like, that's something that, like, you know, kids who aren't hardcore enough to hustle, like, crack, I guess, do. Yeah. Yeah, cough medicine. Yeah. That's that's the way to go. Making some... Uh, 100%. What do they call that? Some lean or something like that? I don't know. Oh, no. Not, you're talking to the wrong person. You're talking to the wrong person. Oh, well... <laughs> I've, I've, no, like, I just no thought it was funny, like... um. No, it's a uh, dextromethorphan is the primary ingredient in it. So you really mm-hmm. just drink straight Robitussin out of the bottle. It's uh, anti-socialative. Like, uh, yeah, it, it's like a trip. It, I, I got you. Called Robo it's, Trip. It, it is weird. It's kind of like huffing paint. Just, just, just enough to put know, you in a different. Paint. Just, just enough to put you in a different headspace. You know, I've never huffed paint. Yes, but it, <laughs> I mean, just I think paint basically just. Makes you feel like you're buzzed, I imagine. Um, a lot more lethal than just drinking alcohol. <laughs> but whatever. I think people get a hold of whatever they can get a hold of when they're uh, poor or just not capable of getting such things, I guess you can say. Um, all right. Uh, so I think it's just kids, man. Like, I think kids yeah. just like. That's fair. It's just all part of learning, man. Because I remember some of the stuff my friends would do. Like, I had a buddy who. uh would put axe in his jacket sleeve uh-huh and he would huff it through there like it was a rag for the aerosol like he was basically doing whippets with axe body spray Ugh. and the whole time even as a teenager i'm just like do they sell canned air you, you can basically just do whippets with that instead and be just fine like <laughs> you don't have to eat a phoenix every time that you you want to do a yeah. whippet man yeah i don't i don't think i'd want to do that at all mm-mm I'm yeah, good. it never looked. It never looked pleasant, man. <laughs> like, no, no, it doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> like, and I'm someone who like I think I still use Axe deodorant, but like, I'm not out here huffing it. <laughs> why would you do that? No, well, I know what's crazy but... too is, as a parent, I think I would rather walk into my kid's room, like if if I were a parent, and see them smoking a joint than huffing body spray, because at least that one I would I would understand. Like, yeah. Mm, it'd be a little bit easier to handle i'd be like are you are you you dumb like do you can you not find a dealer like i I mean i don't want you to do it obviously i'm your parent but like come on man come on man just i I would be starting to question some things man like i'd be like bro just why just why um i'm not angry i'm just disappointed i'm extremely disappointed and, and maybe a little bit mortified just a little bit mortified <laughs> yeah just like fuck. um but anyways okay Walk so in, they're using off-brand deodorant at that using that like would be speed stick spray or something yeah, like it would be yeah, so much worse yeah. uh, <laughs> sure fine natural scent you know or something Brute. like that Brute. <laughs> <laughs> um 
God, it's just of all the ways to, to, to get some kind of high. I, I think that it's not the one I want. <laughs> um, nah, I'd rather try running first. Oh yeah. You like running or just, no, I, that's why I said like I would try, rather try it. I said, I would rather try that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not like running. If I'm running, you need to start running too. Cause I'm being chased by something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like running either. I mean, I did it for football, but, uh, never a fan. It, it, nah. There's never a moment where I was like, Oh, I, I really enjoy this running thing. No, it never happened. Never happened. I do like working out, but running. No, thank you. Yeah, man, I wish I had the energy to work out, man. When I was 19, I did, and God, dude, that was incredible. Running, on the other hand, no. I hated cardio day every time. Cardio sucks. Yeah, Chicago had me working out with them when we worked overnight at Walmart and uh, Bill Platt, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, it was incredible, dude. I loved it. But uh, I don't know if you know what uh, pro-hormones were. Like, they were really big in my mm-hmm. for a while. Like, yeah, yeah, basically steroids. Yeah. So I did a quad stack of all things, which is was ridiculous and god man when i went on that post-cycle therapy like my lifts i like i lost so much like pump mm-hmm. dude and i i just didn't want to do it anymore after that and i regret it man i wish i would have stuck with it because i loved it yeah that's well that's what what's rough about using essentially steroids if you, if you get off of it that the weight loss and just the loss in general could be heavy um now there are ways to cycle it to where you can kind of try to keep your gains and then go natural for a while and continue it and then cycle on and off but i'm not huge into that world when i worked out i just went work out i was all natural and now granted i was also 17 so like when you're that age it's easy it's it's a lot easier than it is now that i'm I'm about to be 33 so like you know um it's a lot harder to decide I wasn't very well uh, versed in, in knowledge on it either. I was going a lot of, of uh, what Chicago was telling me, but he's like, he definitely knew his stuff. So it wasn't his fault, but I feel like we definitely should have better prepared for the whole coming off cycle. I, I don't know if you know what an Arnold uh, dumbbell press is. Mm. So it's like, mm. this really awkward motion where you hold them like towards you, your fist mm-hmm. uh, dumbbell in each hand. And then you twist as you're going up. Gotcha. While you're, like sitting okay. on an yeah, incline yeah. bench. And, um, so I was doing like 45 or 50, like free weight in each hand. And mm-hmm. then when I came off, man, I went back down to like 30 in yeah. each hand. And mm-hmm. it was just so disappointing. It was crushing, man. Like, and that was that the Arnold press in general was actually what killed it for me. Oh, yeah. When I was just like, man, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm buying my wow subscription again. Oh, God. No. Yeah. I think I, I started playing World of Warcraft no. again after that. Oh, no. I played World of Warcraft for about eight years and I, I finally hung it up. And then I think I might have bought maybe one more expansion. But then after that, I was like, I'm done. I don't have the time for it. Like, I didn't have the time for it. When you have younger kids, you don't have time to, to invest in, in a game that needs the time to really be able to do like raiding and stuff like that. So, um, well, even just as an adult in general, because, um, like I don't have kids, but you know, I have a life and like work as well. I was working a lot of the time, especially when classic released Mm -hmm. and I was, I was so gassed for it, man. And like, it took me so long to get 60. It just Mm -hmm. took me so long. And by the time I was 60, my guild had already cleared molten core and I started raiding with them, but it was so hard for me to make it every week because I worked like I was working overnight insane hours overnight. And mm-hmm. no guild on classic was doing that because everyone playing classic 
they're all adults. They had normal jobs. No, yeah, they would play from you know seven or eight till till maybe midnight, and then get off and go to work. You know, and then that's midnight, when you're at exactly. work, and that's when you're yeah. at work. So like that's hard to schedule. You know, I had a couple uh, good was, rating rating guilds for a while. I mean, I think I was most active during like Wrath of the Lich King, and then uh, Cataclysm afterwards, and Wrath and Cata were um, definitely my most active. Yeah, and then I did the pandas for a little while. Um, yeah, I did the first raid, and then I uh, canceled my subscription. And I've, I think I've come back for every expansion since, except for uh, Legion. Oh yeah, because uh, I even came back for Shadowlands. Oh really? And yeah, and I was super gassed for it too. But then I was just trying to get caught up to my guild on Classic, so I fell behind on it, and it was so grindy. It's so grindy, that, and that's 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 where like I have issues because if I have to grind, like uh, I'm having trouble. You know, I don't have the time to do it. I just don't. Um, and then there's other games I want to play too, and those games don't take nearly as much grind. So I stopped playing that. I started playing Destiny for a long time, um, which was more kind of like a pseudo, you know, because you still had raids and and stuff. Um, but it was first person shooter. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so I, I got into Destiny for a bit, but I, it was never really my thing. But I have oh, some yeah. friends who, like, a buddy of mine, uh, he went to the lair a couple of times. You, you might not remember him. Do you, you knew Isaac, though, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew Isaac. Yeah, uh, his younger brother, Jeremy, he, mm-hmm. he's yeah. huge into Destiny. Huge into Oh, yeah, Destiny. yeah. It's fun, man. It, the storylines are awesome. Um, I enjoy all of it, to be honest, but. It, it does get also grindy after a while, you know, and then my Super issue repetitive. Yep. And then, um, you hit lulls, you know, after, after everyone's done raiding and, and doing the thing, then you're just waiting for the next expansion. So like, it's, it can get very repetitive. So, uh, I think it's like that with most multiplayer games, man. Mm-hmm. And me calling something repetitive, dude, the only thing I've played in like the past week is Hearthstone and Magic. So trust me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But uh Destiny was fun, man, when I played it. Like Yeah, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it. So um now it's mostly Call of Duty. Um I've been playing Skyrim too, also. Um did you buy did you buy Skyrim again? So I did I paid for the 10th edition update, but I already had it on yep. Steam. So um, I, I've been having it on Steam for years, but the laptop I used to have couldn't handle shit. So like it couldn't even handle Skyrim on the lowest settings. That's how terrible of a laptop it was. It would be laggy as hell. So I just never played it. So when I got this new laptop, um, I saw like I saw it was on on a, I forgot I had it on Steam. It's like, oh, fuck yes. And I downloaded it. And then they're like, 10th edition is here. And it's only like 15 bucks. So I was like, why not? And I, I enjoy it. Oh, no. I, I, I bought it, man. Like, like, so yeah. yeah. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not shitting on you for buying it. Like, I think I bought Skyrim on a, 10 different uh, platforms. At this I'm going to go ahead man. and say I've bought Skyrim at least four or five times since it's come out. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, dude. I'm not worried about what people think about me. Like, I know plenty of people that have. Um, but I got it. So I've been playing it recently. I, I really do enjoy the update, you know, like the, the, uh, the arrows, the, the backpacks, they, the different backpacks you the, can get. The backpacks are dope. Yeah. Like the backpacks yeah. were one of the coolest additions that I I've seen so far. And I was just like, this is incredible. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then there, there's other stuff. Um, I added a bunch of add-ons through Steam, um, just kind of increasing some of the loot that you get when, in random dungeons and also creating like some smaller dungeons that you could find and go into and just get like a little bit of loot. So I've done that. Um, I've just been going through it. Um, I'm literally using a uh, like a, a, a heavy stamina um, tank, basically. I have a shield and a mace. And I go around smashing people. And because um, the first time I played Skyrim, the first major character I had was a a, a dual magic user, just straight up dual magic, uh, Destro, you know, mage. And uh, I could kill everything with him. That wasn't an issue. He was squishy, but like I could kill everything with him. And then the second time I played, obviously, I used more of the, the stalker bow and arrow kind of roguish character, which was also very fun. But I was like, you know what? I need to I need to I need to play something that can wear heavy plate and just smash people, you know, and learn the, the block mechanics and stuff like that. So it took, it took me so long to uh, finally get branched out into what kind of character I would play on Skyrim, even on oblivion. When I played that first, uh, when I was younger, cause I always just, I would be like, I'm gonna do it this, this way this time. And then by level five, all of a sudden my, my sneaks at a hundred like, cause it's just the easiest way to play the game. Yeah. And it sucked, man. Cause it really just it really like, limits your experience in the game man like the fun you can have like kind of just optimize the fun out of it by maxing out sneak man and just yeah going through and doing what you want to do yeah well i like i still use sneak um but when you're when you're using a shield and a mace like there's only so sneaky you can be you know so like i do it but most of the time i just like going in there and smashing like face stomping people you know that's what that's what i want to do i want to face stomp people um and just keep it going so um i do use a little bit of magic but I, I use restoration magic just to heal myself yeah um i did a cleric build a couple times man and it's like pretty fun heavy play mason one hand alternating shield and uh spells in the left dude, it's beautiful pretty much yep like yep. that's hands down the most fun i've had playing skyrim or like oh, that, yeah. man. just straight yeah. balls to the wall mm-hmm. and then i also like just being able to uh to carry a lot of loot it's very fun you know uh um, oh, yeah when your weight's not 200 out of 200 yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's I great. Think, what's my weight at right now my weight is so like my overall carry capacity is like what four 470 right now but with my weapons and shields and i also do carry around like a pickaxe and a fishing rod because you have fishing now in skyrim um yeah i haven't done the fishing yet man I've done a little bit, but I haven't gotten too far into it. There's other quest lines I'm trying to get done and just exploring because exploring. I don't know about fishing in games, man. I don't, I don't (laughs) trust it because it's got me screamed at recently. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Sea of Thieves, dude. I don't know why, but every time I'm, every time we set sail, like first thing I do is grab my fishing rod, dude. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, Um, people don't like it. (laughs) I have to go fishing on Skyrim because, like, I bought. I bought my house out in the out in the woods and it's all decked out and I have fish tanks in the basement, but you have to catch fish and put them in there. So fish have, tanks, that's insane. Yeah, I have I have fish tanks in my basement. It's it's pretty cool, but I have to catch fish and put them first. On this so, week's episode of Cyrodiil, Modern Living, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've just been enjoying that going around ganking people. And then like they have new armor sets and uh new quest lines and stuff like that to do also. So I've seen um, a lot of the new armor sets and uh the developer mode. Like some of them are really cool, man. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, especially uh what is it the the daedric plate or whatever yep. like yeah yeah that, sh- that shit looks hard man like yeah i like intended <laughs> um but yeah i enjoy it so i'm uh i do that infrequently just like i play call of duty infrequently but i have very not great internet sometimes out here in the country so like call of duty's very laggy sometimes so i'll turn it off and be like all right i'm just gonna play skyrim because i'm about to like lose my shit yeah i was about to say <laughs> i'm gonna play skyrim before i have to buy a new tv instead <laughs> yeah 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 so um it's not too bad though sometimes it's fine other times it's not fine though i heard they're supposed to be running like cable lines i think charter might be running some cable lines out here within the next year or so so that would be nice i'm like i'll pay you money i'll pay you money give me the high speed connection i want it is charter the one with spectrum i think so yeah yeah because uh my girl and i uh in the apartment i lived in with her i had spectrum and god man that that shit was nuts dude it was just absolutely juiced like it was mm-hmm. beautiful yeah because like i'm using the um i'm using uh like a data hotspot right now through verizon because it was the best i can get out here in the boonies so um it was either that or satellite internet but like the satellite internet you have data plans and they throttle you out and then they charge you more so the Verizon hotspot i have it's yeah, just my- one one flat rate the internet not great it's not great but it's not terrible either you know yeah uh, my mom got a hughes net when i was a teenager mm-hmm. and uh if i played any time before like 8 or 9 p.m mm-hmm. it, sh- it was slow as dirt but hot spots man that's crazy because when i lived in georgia for like six months when i was 16 uh right around the time we had moved back here to get a second opinion on my mom's uh ms mm-hmm. my uh grandmother the only thing she could get at her house was like a 4g hotspot but it was unlimited data it was it was expensive, yeah. but that was hands down some of the best internet I've ever had. And what was really cool is like, if we went on a long car ride, I could take it with yep. us. Yeah, so I, I could take like, mine with us. And uh, as long as you have a cell phone reception, you, you have data for the internet, you know? So it's nice. Uh, this was like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. at least, man. It was insane yeah. to see yeah. stuff like oh, yeah, I never yeah. imagined. Oh, yeah. it's Well, it's definitely game-changing for sure. But there's a time where like before the cell phone companies wisened up because like you used to be able to use your cell phone as a, a, a data hotspot if you wanted to yeah but now they they block it from being able to use it like on your xbox and stuff like that so you can't you, you can't do use you remember that. Wyatt? <laughs> yeah yeah i remember why you yeah dude uh so he was pipelining with his dad as a mm-hmm. helper yeah and they lived in a camper so he kept trying to play League of Legends with us and stuff. And mm-hmm. oh my god, man, he would use that hotspot and his dad would lose his mind. And Wyatt would lose his too, because it was either too slow or the bill was outrageous and he wasn't allowed to use it for the entire month. Like yeah. Yeah. And that that was some of the issues. And then um, but like I remember that because I knew some people who would use their cell phone because they had unlimited data through their cell phone, so they would use it as a uh a wi-fi hotspot and then play all their games through it and they just pay one flat rate like there was no throttling or nothing because they had unlimited data oh they just didn't pay for internet well they paid for unlimited data on their phone and then they used their phone no, but as not internet, internet. That's, yeah you're right that's incredible well, yeah but it's incredible but see but now it's changed so now you can't you can't use like if your phone has unlimited data you can't use it as a uh a wi-fi hotspot anymore so uh, can't, you, can't use it at all or is it just certain devices can't 
I don't know. I think it's certain devices, but because I feel bad for all of my friends that used to like mooch off of my unlimited data when I had it. Like, yeah, I had friends who didn't even have data at all, and they'd be like, "Dude, can you turn your hotspot on?" And I would mm-hmm. just do it. Like, yeah, please just give me the uh, the data, please. Like, where's your yeah, Wi-Fi password? Yeah, please. I just want to play. I just want to play. So you know, it is what it is. Um. <sighs> So that's uh, that's all you really been playing then? Pretty much Skyrim and Call of Duty. Uh, used to be a little bit of Destiny. Um, I did play like God of War. I went and played all of that when it came out. Um, other than that, like I just hasn't had the time to justify buying more games because I don't have the time to play them. Well, you know what's uh, shitty that I've realized as I've gotten older, man, is like also. So video games just don't have that same spark for mm-hmm. me that they used to have for most of them. Because I remember when I was a teenager, man, every time a new big hit game would come out, I would go absolutely nuts and be so hype and I would play mm-hmm. it just an insane well, yeah. amount. I mean, they used to have like midnight releases and, and land parties and, you know, back in the day. It... I actually went to the Skyrim one, by the way. So. Oh, did you? That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I went to the Skyrim also. I, I believe I did. Um so, and they don't have those anymore, really. Um, but you're right. Some of the nostalgia is gone. Uh, there's some games I really do want to play. But like I said, it's like, a, well, I'm going to go sp- spend 60 bucks on a game. I'm going to play for like two hours every couple weeks. You know, um, I might as well just avoid I, it. <laughs> I did that recently, man, because for a while there, I just like I couldn't get out of Diamond on Magic. I didn't even get Mythic that month, man. Like and. So I was just so burnt out on it. Like, and that might've been why I was playing so poorly and didn't get mythic. But so I just started looking for other games, man. And like, I wound up with like games that I'll probably never touch again. Like for starters, my brother got, my brother got me to buy a new world, which like I called it the moment I saw that game that it was going to run out of content immediately. Mm -hmm. And it sure did. And people just didn't like, I think Asmund Gold, uh, the WoW player, he did a video on it. And uh, after the first month, they were losing like every week, a hundred thousand subs. Golly, mm-hmm. yeah, a week, man. So like they were projected within a month and a half to be down to like barely any servers left active. And it, you know, the Phoenix has come back from the ashes, from what I understand, because they did a server merging. But I, I haven't even bothered, man. I got to, like, level 12, and I was like, great. I'm glad I bought this for, like, me and two of my friends just so yeah. I have someone to play it with. Like- yeah. um, they had kind of that issue, not so much of running out of content, but uh, what was it? No Man's Sky back in the day. Um, you know, this is like a, a galaxy exploring kind of game, and uh, it did not live up to the hype, and a lot of people were pissed off about it. But I will give the content creators some props because they did eventually release more and more stuff for free for whoever bought the game. So it ended up, ended up being better. Yeah. Um, so I remember when the game was, a uh, was still being hyped up and about to be released on beta or whatever it was. Cause a buddy of mine had already pre-ordered it and he got it and it was nothing like what he was promised. Same thing happened with star Wars, man, the old Republic MMO when it first mm-hmm. came out, oh, yeah. I heard it's really fun now. But it's yeah. also kind of pay to win. But when it first came out, that was such a disappointment, man. That was the mm-hmm. worst game I'd ever played. I would have rather play Aeon again. 
I played it after it came out and like I enjoyed it a little bit, but I didn't have the the right computer for it. It was very laggy. And like you said, eventually it became yeah. pay to play. Like, oh, you can have it for free, but you know, spend this kind of money to get all these other things. And I was just like, eh, no thank you. It definitely was not optimized when it was released, man. Like you had mm-hmm. to have like a like hell at that point in time, probably like a six fifty or a Titan to run it. It was bad. Probably. It was rough. It was rough. Um then, uh, uh, I did play a little bit of ESO for a little while. Elder Scrolls Online. I tried um, to, man. I tried to, and I just I ran into the same problems with pretty much every other one. Uh, the problem I had was I didn't have a computer at the time, but I had my PlayStation, and I just I could not get behind playing an MMO on a controller. Same thing oh, with Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen when I tried it; it just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I was talking about this in, on my last episode. Like a lot of people are into that right now. Like it's starting to uh, it's starting to pull some of the old WoW players to it. <laughs> it's a point where like, yeah. It's pulled a lot of them. Uh, Asmund Gold, he's based outside of raiding. He's basically quit playing. Uh, Sneaky, the Pro League of Legends player, he plays it. Um, mm-hmm. Dyrus does. S Fan, all these professional gamers that come from other like stock, all of a sudden they're playing Final Fantasy. Apparently, it's just one of the most innovating and difficult like MMOs yep. to ever exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some very good things about it. My, my last guest was tell, telling me all about it. He was saying how um, like they quit they quit selling. Uh, like they quit selling it online because their wait times to get on and play were like two hours, you know, because uh, they didn't have the dedicated servers needed to 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 support the the rush of people that were going to it. So Bill and his girlfriend, uh, they tried to get me to play with them, and I just I didn't have the time then, and I probably wouldn't do it now either. But uh, nothing against the game. One day they waited in queue for six hours and his computer shut off. So she backed out and they had to sit in there for like four more hours, man. It's insane. But when you have like Asmongold bringing over like all like 200,000 of his viewers like to sub and start playing, it's ridiculous, man. Like no one, no one could have expected Final Fantasy to shoot like it did. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I knew some of my friends they enjoyed it they were playing it and they they liked it but um i didn't think it was gonna blow up that much but i've been hearing recently all the different people and then i'm, I'm starting to see stuff on uh like tiktok there's a lot of people on tiktok that are playing it and like showing that they're playing it and then i was like you just okay. have your everyday normal like you know normies as a lot of people will call them who are playing final fantasy and it's like dude five years ago you would have been shoving people in lockers or some weird shit for like playing a video game where they have cat ears. Oh, oh yeah, but and I mean, cast spells. Like, come coming, on, yeah, coming coming from someone who plays D and D and Magic the Gathering and all that shit. It wasn't too long ago you'd be fucking getting bullied for that shit. You know, uh, there's been a huge turnaround in the last decade or so. Not that the I'm appreciation for nerd culture now is just ridiculous, man. Well, yeah, like, but- mind you, there were other reasons why I wasn't getting laid as a teenager, man. But like <laughs> the nerd, the disrespect towards nerd, like nerd culture was definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. But I brought a lot of it on myself just by telling people how nerdy I was, man. Like, but just God, the turnaround nowadays, like you're not cool unless you're a nerd. Pretty much. But everyone enjoys playing. Like there's there's so there's so many games out there. If you can't find one that you like, like 
you're trying not to find one essentially because there's, there's something out there for everyone. And I get some people just don't want to play and that's, that's fine. But, um, you know, I'm just I dated a girl, but, um, far cry primal. Mm-hmm. Like she had never really played any video games in her life aside from Pokemon go and Sims. Oh yeah. But dude, she, really? she got wow. like 50% on Far Cry Primal, like total completion. Like, and she could barely move her character and look around at the same time because she wasn't a gamer. She didn't have that like coordination, yeah. but yeah, she she just enjoyed it. So everyone has that at least that one game that they'll love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, shit, I've been playing Pokemon Go since it came out. Now I don't play it as much as like I don't go to places and, and uh raid and, and all the other stuff like I can. But when I first started playing, I had two young kids. So it's like I can't leave the house to go go to Pokemon gyms and, and, but I can't get, I can't go to random places and just catch Pokemon when they're there. So like I've been playing the whole time. I still play my kids play now, <laughs> you know? So the craziest thing about Pokemon go to me is the amount of money. Some people made off of it. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, another manager at Walmart that I worked with. Um, he was making more off of the Pokemon go accounts that he was botting and selling than he was at Walmart as a manager. And it was like, what? Yeah, he was just botting accounts and selling them, and people that's were crazy. spending outrageous amounts of money. I guess that's back when it was like really hyped up, right? Not at his peak, but it was it was like probably like three or four years ago he told yeah. me about it. So it wasn't gotcha. peaking, but it was it was still relative. Like it was yeah. still relative. Yeah, because there there are some relevant, definitely there are definite mainstays right now that play. You know, so. Um, I just play for fun. It's just fun to, to catch the Pokemon and do the gyms when I'm in the area. My son loves it. He's five. And my daughter does too, to a certain extent. So every, every weekend, every once in a while on the weekend, I'll take them. They have a, a donut place in Opelousas that has like four Pokestops right there. So I'll take them there, get donuts, and then let him just catch everything he can catch and just have fun. You know, I was thinking of Eunice for a second, man. Like, Oh no, Opelousas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, donut queen. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know where any Pokestops are in Eunice, so I don't know. Oh, often. I don't either. I would assume the Walmart, and I don't know, <laughs> maybe. maybe, yeah, Crackhead Alley um, somewhere. <laughs> some I know, like some. Uh, it's weird because like some churches have them. Uh, Chinese restaurants that have statues have them. Like, oh my god, dude! How they? Do you how... not remember that? What? So. Pokemon Go's like coding is based off of another program that was used to get people to get out more and travel. So it had like okay. historical buildings and sites, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were cemeteries. Okay. So people were breaking into cemeteries just to catch Pokemon yep. or stepping mm-hmm. on graves for a Pokestop. Yeah, yeah, like it was yeah. a huge well, thing. I do know they were, they were, um, they ended up like they would change the location of Pokestops. If like businesses would request it because they had a, they had a place in Lafayette. I, I forget what the name of, of the restaurant was, but there's like a restaurant in the area, but there was like a little park there next to these restaurants. And this is near uh, like river ranch in Lafayette. So it's more high society or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, like a hundred people would go there to do Pokemon. And like, they didn't have an issue with that, but all these people were fucking dickheads and were like litter all over the ground. And just leave shit everywhere and fuck everything up. So like eventually 
whoever owned like that property or those properties right there ended up like contacting Pokemon Go and having them remove the Pokestops there because of like all the traffic and just which I, I don't really blame them because like it's one thing if you're going to a park, but if you're gonna shit all over everything in that park, like I don't want you there, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. That's fucked, that's fucked up. Like why and that's what's that's what sucks about humans and like large gatherings, man. Is like it's not the gathering or the people involved. It's just it's just like the whole like mask and gloves things. Like, why are y'all throwing something that could be contaminated with a dangerous virus on the ground? Like or, or like Mardi Gras. People just don't think about things. Um you remember Sixth Street every year yeah. after Mardi Gras? Oh, it's Mardi Gras was I mean, finally done. The, the and, way and our the, town looked. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is like they tried to do away with that because I know one Mardi Gras, they they had it like at the skating rink and like the white elephant right there. Like I remember that they people were they, they opened up the streets and they said if you want to go to the bars, you have to stay on the sidewalks and you have to go to the to skating rink. And you're right, like people were pissed. Businesses were pissed though, because like Mardi Gras is one of the biggest revenues for the town of Mamu. So a lot year. of those places stayed open. That's what I'm saying. The rest and of then the year. and then it hit them financially. So they're like, Well, I think it was the mayor or whoever, and they're like, No, you're not gonna do this. Like, we're not gonna let you, like, we'll kick you out of office if we have to. And and none of the townspeople liked it either. You know, like nobody really liked it. It was just the mayor. Well, it took uh, away the spirit of it. Well, and, and especially when you've been doing it the same way for you know 20 years, 30 years, whatever, for since since time immemorial. And like I get that um, you know, there's a certain a cost because you have all the police that have to walk around. There's the trash on the ground that has to be cleaned off. And I get all that, but the town makes so much money off of it anyway, even just from taxes. Like, why would you? You know, like, why would you stop it? All I'm so. saying is, like, Fat Tuesday's revenue alone and just taxes, mm-hmm. Mamu's roads don't need to look like they do. You're right. So you're right. I don't you're know right. where that money's going, and it's none of my business. I'm just saying, I like, know. Mardi Gras definitely helped keep Mamu alive to the extent it was. Because last time I saw Mamu, man, it, it was nothing like it was when I was a teenager. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. And, uh... <sighs> for uh, hold on one second no you're good corrections um you're right man like and like it it, it has a lot to do with the spirit of stuff now I, I don't know the roads aren't as terrible but they could definitely be better but those some of those country roads are god awful my problem with the roads in mamu is <laughs> you could, you could amend that by saying my problem with the roads in louisiana because yeah. it's the same issue <laughs> my problem with the roads in louisiana <laughs> just, then, but, uh, just being honest with you <laughs> no mamu specifically though it's, yeah, it's, uh, all, it's like they had a plan to do the whole town mm-hmm. and then halfway through we're like fuck it that's good enough it looks great pretty much like, <laughs> yeah well i mean who knows man the politics in that town is kind of ridiculous so it's not something I ever want to have to deal with personally. If I can, I mean, avoid what's it. the population in Mamu? Like three thousand? Uh, it's more than that. I think it. I'm talking like city limits, like the the whole oh, square mile. Maybe three thousand. I know. I know. Like the area, it's closer to like ten or eleven thousand. But uh, I want to say within like the borders of the town. I mean, three, four thousand, maybe. That's, yeah dude like that's insane to me man just to look back and think that i live somewhere like that like people don't believe me really <laughs> like when i tell them that there was only one actual red light yeah yeah and there are towns close by it that don't have any red lights dude there are towns smaller than mommy <laughs> i mean hell dude uh what's what is it chatania 
Chitania, uh, Riedel, uh, Riedel, dude. That that's not point, a town, man. That's point, a well, technically, it's it's incorporated as a town, I guess. But um, that has to be for tax purposes. Probably so. Um, they're without like they're outside of of like city limits of Mamu, so they can have their own jurisdiction. But it's probably all just like tax evasion or something. You know. Let's see. Uh, I know just in general, Metro Atlanta, dude, um, is insane compared to like Louisiana, like, or at least like Sinla, you know, like mm-hmm. those, the smaller towns. Of, let's see. The city limit alone for Peachtree City, like, is uh, 35.5 thousand people. Yeah. And it's not a very big city, like the city limit. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really not like, but the houses are so condensed too, man. Like, um, so they had those cookie cutter neighborhoods here. Okay. Yeah. Like where they just, you know, boom, lay them down on that, that bacon sheet and pop them up. And yeah, I mean, I have a couple of buddies who live like two houses away from each other and they're in one of those like little house communities that they build, you know, and, um, where each house is just flipped. It's like, they just took a mirror and said, all right, build this one. This pretty way, much this one, this way, yep. this one, this way. Yeah, yeah pr- pretty much. Um, I know that like in the planning, like there are some two story ones, there's some one story ones, but they all look essentially the same. They're all built on the same amount of land. So like if your house is a little bit bigger, you're still on the same amount of land, you know, stuff like that. And that's basically someone with land going, Hey, I want to sell my, my land or I want to make use of it. So, I'm going to uh, hire these people to come up with, with plans to make these houses. And we're going to build 20 of them on my piece of property and I'm going to sell them the land. And then the people who draw <laughs> the plans are going to sell them the houses, you know? So just, they watched one uh, finance video on YouTube and they were like, that's it. My rental property, blow it up with McMansions. That's the only way to make money nowadays. Like, so they just pretty, build these cookie cutter much. neighborhoods. There are ways to do it. Like, you have to be able to start it. You have to get lucky. And then you also have to be able to put in the work. Uh, I had a buddy of mine who went to like, he went to these, like one of these rental property seminars, you know, from these people who do that, who flip houses essentially. And um, it's, it's not rocket science. So first off, you do need to know what you're looking at. So if you want to buy a property to flip it, um, you got to be able to go in there and tell what needs to be fixed, how much it's going to cost to fix it. Because you're gonna to want to do it yourself, right? Oh, the know-how alone required dude, is just yeah, yeah, outrageous. And like, and if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't inspect it, like, like as you there should, some really cool friends. Then like, there can there can be yeah, but there can be like one thing that completely just fucks you, and then like all of the extra money you're gonna make is now just a little bit if you make extra money because that's part of the problem, also, you know. A lot of the people I know who um, were making money off of rent houses. Uh, typically they inherited the properties. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there is something to be said about generational wealth. Um, but inherited properties are the way to go. Um, but that's why you try to get properties to begin with, right? Is so that because if you get a property, most likely you probably won't break even within the first 20 years, you know. You might you'll you'll get a little bit, but there's there's side things that you need to fix and it it just depends there's there's a lot that goes into it but like my grandpa so my grandpa has some rental properties you know how he got these rental properties he would go to tax auctions Mm. okay you go to these tax auctions and i'll I'll tell you how they worked when i used to go with him when i was a kid it's been like 20 years so i'm sure some of the rules have changed 
but generally speaking, so you go to the tax auction and they auction off these properties where basically the owners of the properties failed to pay their taxes after a certain amount of time. So now the local government, the parish or whoever, it might even be the federal government says, okay, well, we want to try to recoup however much of our money that we can back for this property and then you'll get it. So you bid on the property, but you don't bid a price tag. You bid a percentage. So if you're lucky, you get 100% of that property. If you get 100% of the property, then what you do is you have to pay taxes. You have to pay the taxes that are currently owed on the yeah. property. And then you pay taxes on it for the next seven to 10 years, depending on the property size, what's on the property. There's several different factors. I don't know all of them. But after those seven to 10 years, the property becomes yours. Now, depending on the property, that could be a, a great deal. You can get a sweet ass house or a nice house on a nice piece of property for a fraction of the price that it would be cost if you were to just sell it as is. You see what I'm saying? See, I didn't know that last part that you had to pay not just the currently uh, taxes. taxes, but as well as like a certain like plan. Yes, it's it's an that's what happened to my father's house when he passed. Like, oh, is it? I, I was still underage, so like to put it through escrow alone would have like cost so much money. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and we wound up losing it to property taxes because apparently he hadn't paid the last year either. So it was just done for at that point. No one had that kind of money. That, and that's, that's what happens. And it's unfortunate, but like it does happen. So, you know, it's some people say, Oh, well, it's kind of mean, but it's like, well, no, you, you, it's just the system. Like it sucks. I don't like the fact that the government could just take your land from you. But it is what it is. It's how it's, it's always There's worked. another it's universe life. where you're taking their <laughs> land, dude. Like- That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, so my grandpa would do this. And these are long-term <laughs> investments, right? This isn't something you just start doing one year. This is something that he would do over a decade or two decades. And he has properties right now that he got from tax auctions, right? Yeah, he didn't just invest in GameStop randomly out of no, like he did, he did, <laughs> Hey, he did invest in Walmart back in the day. Before they blew up. So he had a little bit of money, you know, a little, he lost a lot of it over the last decade or so because of the stock market, like crashing and shit like that. But, uh, not like depression crashing, but just going so low. But anyway, crypto caused a lot of damage to just outright stock. It still is in some ways it's, it's kind of tapered off recently, but, um, Oh, do you own any NFTs? No, I don't, but I'm going to look at I do, but it. I screenshot them from other people. So. Oh, that's what <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> Dude, I can't stand NFTs, man. Uh, but anyways, back to what you were saying. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but this is like these tax options. This is if you're getting lucky and you get 100%. You can go to the tax option and someone could bid you down to 1%. So then what happens is, is okay, so the 1% that you would pay a certain amount of taxes correlating to that 1%. I guess maybe 1% of the taxes owed. I don't know. And then the next year, you have to go back to the auction again and bid on the other 99%. See what I'm saying? Well, at least for a year, I would finally know what it's like to be the 1%. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? So, <laughs> wouldn't um, it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? So, and like my grandpa had properties he was trying to get and other people would bid him to 1% or they would outbid him to 1%, but he already had 5%. So then you have to start making out, like making deals with these people. Like, okay, do you really want this property? Because I'll sell you the 5% that I have and I'll just wipe my hands of it. You know, stuff like that. But the point is, is he would do this and then he'd go in and me and my cousin, we were young bucks and uh, he put us to work, carpentry work, painting. We'd renovate these houses, you know, make them livable and then he'd rent them out. Did you ever have a holes moment? 
Well, you know, I just had to do. Now your granddad's like, it's too damn bad. Oh no, <laughs> no, I never had that moment. Um, but my grandpa would pay us, even though it's very weird because like i'd be like you don't have to pay me like your family i'm just coming help you and my grandpa's like i'm not paying you because you worked for me i'm paying you because i love you and it's like what you what do you fucking tell your grandpa you know like oh no i don't accept your love like you know first thing i would have said is wait so my quality of work wasn't worth this like what are you trying <laughs> yeah. to say granddad like <laughs> well hey my grandpa used to pay above minimum wage so i can't complain you know <laughs> um when you're 12, 13 years old, it's good money. You know, it's hard labor, but it's it's good money. I don't miss those days, man. Cause I swear, dude, like all the adults in my life, they were getting me to do the most bullshit things that they needed done in their yard, in their house. And then like they give me like $10 and I'm gonna keep it a stack, dude. I thought that was balling, dude. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like, fuck, $10 granted with inflation. Now I'm like, thank God I can eat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell man, I don't- the best. I don't the quite need ramen noodles present. anymore, but you know, <laughs> you know, what's weird is, uh, it's funny you say that. Cause the other day I had a random craving for ramen, man. Like I haven't eaten ramen in God knows how long. Yeah. I'm not a huge noodle fan. Like in general, like I like spaghetti, but like, I don't tomato sauce, like kind of gives me a uh, heartburn. Oh, I don't just, eat red sauce. I it gets eat me, Alfredo. So I don't I don't really care for red sauce that much. I do love pizza, but it has to be like light sauce, right? But anyway, yeah, so, like, so I'm not time. a huge noodle person. And I mean, of course, ramen is not really any sauce, it's just water and like some seasoning, really. Um, but I have had crave like random cravings for them one time. I'm like, I don't even eat ramen. Like, I never really ate ramen, but like, why why am I getting this craving for ramen now? You know, after this- the you CIA know, didn't years. just spread crack throughout the African American community. Yeah. They spread it into ramen, spread it ramen too. To, yeah. to the poor to the poor white people, you know. <laughs> They're like, enjoy college and your addiction. Yeah. Which in all fairness, I've had friends who, you know, when they were trying to make it and move out, move out of move out of Mamuda Lafayette and stuff, they were on the ramen nude budget. You know, I've talked about it on other episodes here where they would literally buy a month's worth of like ramen noodles and hot dogs. Man. That's what they would eat. <laughs> Thank God I had the safety net of my sisters when I moved out here, man. Because, like, I heard the Lafayette transition when you're, like, going as a broke college student. I heard it's a nightmare. So when when I left y'all and Mamu and, and moved to Lafayette, I was living with four other guys in a two-bedroom apartment. That's See, that's how I moved to Lafayette. It could afford thankfully, it. Thankfully, I've never had the whole, like, <laughs> you know, five guys and a baby experience yeah, sitcom yeah. lifestyle. But like, I mean, I did have this awkward phase where I lived in a car with the dude who did the podcast with me because we were going to become pro magic players. But that's oh, another story for man. another time. Hey, you were <laughs> you were pursuing your dreams, though, right? Like, fuck yeah. But, but also don't do that. Like, you need no. a place to crash. Yeah, cars, man, they're horrible for your lumbar. But uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Man, I never had that sitcom life, man, that uh, new girl lifestyle, I guess you would yeah. say. Well, it's funny because like I see all these TikToks now and you have people buying old school buses or old shagging wagons and renovating them into like mini apartments. And then they just travel all over the place and sleep in those. And it's like, that's cool and all, but I'm six foot five and 300 pounds. Like I need to be able to stand up straight wherever I'm sleeping. I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, dude, like my legs are longer than your whole body, man. All right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm touching the steering wheel yeah. and my yeah. head's at the back of this van. All right. Yeah. yeah you're like five foot, a hundred pounds. And like, you're in this van and there's plenty of space for you. And it's like, I would be cramped the entire time. I like having a certain amount of space. Right. Like <laughs> I didn't even know they sold vans at the Shire. So I don't know where you got this from. <laughs> like goddamn Hobbit vans. <laughs> But uh, no, nah, man, I give can't me the precious 
I, like <laughs> the whole van lifestyle that there's just some things they have to Look, do I, to shower and stuff that yeah, I yeah. just can't get behind. It's it's minimalist and I appreciate Your carbon footprint is almost nothing. Yeah, and that's yeah, great. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the adventure aspect of it, right? Because like I'm someone who loves an adventure, right? Like you ever see those memes where they show like this old ancient cavern that nobody's ever been in. And I'm like, please just like put me over there with a flashlight. I promise I will go in there. Got like, me completely fucking yeah. twisted. No, dude, you sold me. I'm going, I'm going in there. <laughs> I'm white, but not that kind of white where I'm uh, like dark uh, hole in the ground. That's uh, been here for thousands of years. Give me a flashlight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the Batteries kind of white. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm the kind of white where I'm like, Oh, it's a haunted house. Let me go sleep there for the night and, and see what's going up, on. No. I might be praying the whole time, like, but I was good. I'm not following the bump in the night, man. Like, You're not following the bump of the night. No, that's I've not experienced something like the bump of the night, and I'd, I'd rather try to avoid it. But the sense of adventure is is kind of just what I'm keying into. Like, I could appreciate that. And when you're young and you want to explore, that's great. Um, but it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> A month or something, like just, you know, go with like my sweetheart or something, you know, mm -hmm. adventures, like well, travel down the coast. Take vacations would be fine, you know, but to do that as a lifestyle, mm, no, thank you. No, nah, dude, I currently live in a garage and somehow I would rather this than living in a van. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. At least that's an actual bed. The, the sheets yep. not being on it, that's my dog's an asshole. That's why no, that's the thing there in the wash. Okay. Look. I mean, I usually have sheets on my bed, but my bed's usually not made. So, I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say mine's made all the time, but well, normally sheets on it. But my dog is an absolute no, horrible animal. I understand. I have a, a cat who is almost 13 now. He's 12. I think he's 12. He's 12 or 13, and like he's kind of gotten to the age where he just doesn't give a shit anymore. I think I don't I don't know what it is. So like he'll he'll just randomly shit in our bed. Like there'll just be a cat turd in, in the bed or on the floor. So like at two o'clock in the morning when you go to take a leak, you just step in a pile of cat gooey cat shit. And then you have to like turn on lights and clean your foot and then clean the carpet. And this is two o'clock in the morning and you got to wake up at four thirty to go to work. So you're pissed off. Like, oh, dude, I would own a new pair of slippers that morning. Oh no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill my cat, but I no, I do I'm, I'm I do I do want to punt him sometimes. Like I just want to just grab him and just go poop and watch I'm him the fly. Same way, man. The guy over there, he's a pit that I got from a shelter, and you know, adopt if you really care, right? Like yeah. And you know, I tried that, and now I'm stuck with him because originally, after the first incident of him chewing up expensive things, I was like, I was like, damn, dude. I've sunk more money in you than that cost of. And he just kept doing it for a while. And I'm I'm trying to do that whole like no ass whooping thing. Yeah. Because you, you know, I don't I don't really care for that. But God, it took a long time with just treats and positive reinforcement. I don't know how people do this with humans. Well, I, have you had a chance to listen to any of my recent episodes? It's okay. You uh, can say no. You don't have no, to. No, because I didn't know where you were streaming them, honestly. Okay, man. so Spotify, um, Apple. That's what I was gonna ask you earlier so, with Okay. Spotify is the one I listen to my podcast on, uh, but it is, it should be on Apple and it should also be on Google apps too. Um, and I usually post links to the episodes on uh Podbean. Podbean's my distributor. So this was also an intentional plug, by the way, just in case anyone's concerned. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Listen to the podcast, but no, no, it's, 
it's so like, I find it funny and like, I don't want my guests to feel bad, but like most of the guests I have on have never listened to an episode. So it's just like, well, have you, like, I don't want to say this if you've already heard it, but like, you know, um, and then now I just lost my train of thought of what I, we were talking about, like right before this, but, um, what animals, animals. I know we were talking about animals. What was it? And one of my, okay. So in my, my recent, uh, my most recent episode, I've been talking about my new job. So like I do, um, I do ABA it's called ABA. So I work with, with kids on the autism spectrum. Teaching my nephew's them. autistic. Okay. So I, I do ABA with autistic, yeah. autistic people. So we help teach them how to, uh, communicate and how to behave appropriately. So like the positive reinforcement works, it works on animals. Like everything I do with these, with the kids I work with, you can do on animals, but it's harder. And you know it works with my nephew, M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Uh, ed- edibles. Yes. That's a reinforcer. Yeah. So, no, I, trust me. His mom has like instilled in me. Like, don't like, don't lose yeah. your shit no matter what he yeah. does. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. now I just keep yeah. M&Ms around the house. Yeah. My, my job is, is not losing my shit on a daily basis, which I don't, because like, once you work with these kids, like you understand what you're dealing with. So you have a lot more patience and it's, well, it's, it's also not, different with each kid. Cause it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. It like, is a spectrum. Um, but like, I don't, I don't ever really lose my shit. I just get tired because it, it can be mentally draining sometimes. Um, but the point is, is ABA, the, the it's um, applied behavior analysis mm-hmm. um, is what it stands for. And it can work on animals. It can work on almost anybody in reality, but you have to know what you're working with and what their quirks are and what they like. So, but that's how you train animals to do stuff is you, you're essentially using techniques in ABA to, to uh, create positive reinforcement for an, an action. You know, like if you tell a dog sit and show them how to sit and then give them a treat and then you keep doing that repeatedly, eventually every time you say sit, they'll sit and then they expect a treat. So what you do is, is you fade it, you fade out on that. So you have them sit, but you don't give them a treat this time, but then maybe next time you do give them a treat. And then after a week, then you give them a treat the first time, don't do it the second or third time to give them a treat the fourth time. And then eventually you keep fading out on the treats until when you tell them sit, they just sit. You know, uh, I had a girl that I wound up dating for two and a half years do that to me when we first started uh, talking with Diet Cokes at work. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, man, like every day she would bring in a dollar just so I didn't have to go up front and pay two dollars at the register. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, eventually she just stopped bringing that dollar, but I still wanted to talk to her. And then we wound up dating for two and a half years, man. It's crazy. That's pretty funny. But hey, I mean, I guess she was smart enough to know how to uh, to, to, to hook you in, you know? I, know? I didn't appreciate her ruse. Well, I guess in the long run, maybe it wasn't for the best, but uh, it's still funny that she used it. No, it was, it was hilarious. Even looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A Diet Coke's what won me over. I'm cheap. I'm cheap. Well, it was consistent Diet Cokes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just one. Gotta, let me total it like real quick. Yeah, like, yeah, let, me, let me pull out my notepad. Get like a 12 pack, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's funny that you say that about the treat thing. Uh, Cause I've had him for like going on three months now. And today was the first day he gave me his paw. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's been doing sit. He's been really good about that one, but he gave me his paw today. And it was the funniest shit. Cause uh, finally, I, I point at his paw and I'm like, if you want the treat, you have to give me that. And he like picks it up and I'm like, yeah. And he sets it down as if he's confused. Like, am I, am I supposed to do this? And finally he puts yeah. it in my hand and I lost it. Yeah. Did you give him a treat? 
Uh, obviously. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I called him the goodest boy yeah. in the world after yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, po- I mean, positive reinforcement doesn't even necessarily have to be an edible. It can be like pets or um, effusive praise, stuff like that. Uh, there's several different things you can use, but with animals, obviously, an animal treat works pretty well. But yeah, you don't want to be marrow bones or what does it? So yeah, yeah. But you also don't want to fill them up on it, you know, all the time. So um, that's good though. It's fun. It's fun to hear. You know, people use these techniques and stuff. So, um, before before I was doing this, I was doing CNC machine work. So I was doing like uh, metal cutting and stuff like How that. How did you go from that to dealing with kids on the spectrum, man? I I have friends that have. Um, I don't know why I can't ever for, like remember what their degree is. It's like a BCBA or something like that, but they basically have like a master's in applied behavior analysis. And um, they have a clinic in Mamu, Villeplatte, and Crowley. And um, I ha- I've been hanging out with them for for a decade now. I guess I don't I don't know. And um, you know they they, they kind of talk about what they do. You know they don't give me any specifics, but they would just say what they were doing. And, and um, it's a very female driven field, you know, because it's more of a nurturing aspect and dealing with, like child 100%. care. Uh, more women are prone to do it than men. There are some men, but it's it's few and far between um so like i showed interest in it and then um because like i was looking for a more fulfilling job instead of just a grinding job that i enjoyed doing well but i just had no fulfillment from it you know what i'm saying so uh i started talking to him about it and then i thought about it for i don't know maybe two months and then um finally decided to to make the decision because it was kind of a uh, a change, you know, from the norm, like the job I was doing, I could have put, done that for 30 years, to be honest with you. And I would have been fine at it. But like, like I said, there was really no, no, no real fulfillment from it. So I was like, I, I want something that I can be proud of doing that. I could be happy doing something that helps me feel like I'm helping my community out. You know, that's amazing though, man. Cause like you're built different, dude. I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. After his diagnosis and this was probably, so he's not high functioning at mm-hmm. all yeah um it's actually really rough and um so my brother-in-law passed away uh, a little over a year ago probably a year mm-hmm. and a half and oh, ever sucks. since then I've, I've been more involved with my nephew julian yeah but uh i moved in here with my sister after my girl and i had split uh but that's beside the point like the point is uh and it's just been so rough man i try to help her as much as possible and you're right it's definitely from what i've seen so much easier for a woman Mm-hmm. to be like well, give them that nurture even then it's still a hard thing to deal with especially oh, if she still has her moments man yeah or she'll just like, snap like i uh i've been doing it for a couple months now i'll hit my three month mark soon but i imagine i'm gonna be doing it for a long time because I'm, I'm hooked into it um but they told me they told me like when i went in for the job interview and everything they're like look this job isn't for everybody. So like if, if you start doing this and you get to a point where you're like, I can't do this anymore, just tell us like, we we don't have any hard feelings because there are a lot of people who cannot do that work. Right. It does take a special kind of person to be able to handle dealing with kids who are on autism spectrum, who might not be high functioning, you know, um, or like nonverbal, right. Like we do with a lot of nonverbal. So he's, so he's not entirely Mm nonverbal, but uh, he does not form full sentences. Mm -hmm. Unless he like they're short and like probably like four words. Yeah, but it's but enough you're to kinda, definitely right, man. It's it's enough to where he can kind of say what he wants, but there's still some 
some stuff you got to deal with. Yeah, um, and they're typically only mean things or that he wasn't supposed to repeat, such well, as the F word. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, is especially with the ones that have a hard time communicating, um, they'll whatever they see works, um, gets the attention of the person they want to get the attention from, or gets them attention. If hitting you on the arm gets your attention, even if it's a bad attention, it's attention. So they're going to continuously. Well, that's what her ABA therapist yeah. has been mm-hmm. trying to teach her is like, you can't, like you can't recognize him and acknowledge him when he breaks another television like like no you don't do that just because he wants to like yep there's like it's so it's been the hardest thing i've ever had to do like now she she comes and asks me instead of just being like hey i need you to babysit tonight she'll be like can you put up with julian yeah and so even when i say no there's no hard feelings at all because she knows what it's like but i do yeah. as much as i can for her man because it's rough dude yeah so yeah. kudos yeah, to I, you for just volunteering for it man i know I, well I, i'm That's in a incredible honestly uh, uh thank you um look i'm not the best at it yet but i'm actively trying to be the best that i can at it and i've already seen progress with like some of my clients where i was you know i can feel good about the fact that like there's a noticeable di- better difference in them um and that's what you work for you know like cuz there are plenty of bad days but like you work for the good days you work for the progress uh and you know so you're helping someone out do you so. do you ever have a hard time going to 4th of July man like fireworks and all that cuz you could be doing something as little as helping them get to the point where even though they have headphones on they can still go to 4th of July mm-hmm. with their family and not freak out yeah. And that's massive, man. That is huge. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, like, I've been training, like, w- w- with what I'm doing. Like, it's not necessarily that they've been training me, which they kind of have. But, like, a lot of my job is observation. It's data collection. It's being aware of what the kid's doing. So you start you start recognizing and you start focusing on the littlest of things. Because any little thing could make all the difference in the world with helping these kids. And then it's also true with their progress. The littlest bit of progress makes you feel so good about what you're doing. You know? So um, his, his first ABA therapist, uh, she was uh, built weak. She didn't last long, but uh, the second one spent like her first few sessions with him, just sitting there, like, and just talking to him. Yeah, and then call- sure enough, like, he came around. We call it um, pairing, and the the idea behind like pairing, yeah, the, the idea behind pairing is you don't want the kid to come to your clinic and feel like they're going to a job, right? Like going or going to something that they don't like. Because if if they already start out in that frame of mind, then it's 10 times harder to start teaching them. So a lot of what we do with the kids without getting into too many details is what we call pairing, which is getting familiar with the kid, playing with the kid, whether it's blocks, cars, getting on a one-on-one level because we do one-on-one therapy. So like it's just me and it's just the kid for a set amount of time. And then we swap throughout the day. But um so when you pair with the kid, you're, you're essentially building a rapport with the kid. You're getting the kid to like you. You're getting the kid to trust you because you don't want them. If, if they don't like you, you're not going to accomplish anything, right? Because they're just not going to do what you, that you tell them to do or want them to do. And then it just makes it harder. So then eventually you can't work with them. Um, so just sitting in the room with them, just talking to them, just 
playing imagination with them, building Lego blocks, playing with Paw Patrol. Like I've done all kinds of stuff, anything I can to just get on this kid's good side so we can start building something, you know? So um, it's good. Look, some therapists are different from others. Um, some of them have different methods. It's all scientific, like ABA is scientifically based. Like everything has been, been tested through the scientific method and is shown and proven to work. But that doesn't mean that different therapists take different approaches to how they use these methods, you know? So one might not work for one kid. One might work better with the kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, well, it's like I said, that first one was built weak, man. But the second mm-hmm. one just right on in. Yeah. Like, so I think that's just the human experience in general, though. Like they just connect better with that person. So it's like you said, they, they paired better with that person. Yeah. Like, and, so, and, and that might be all it is. And you might not even know why you weren't able to pair with the kid. Right. There could just be something that they're reading from your body language that they don't like. Nothing you could do about it. It's not even necessarily your fault. It's just it is how it is. You know, um, I don't even care why I don't pair with a kid. I just, I'm just glad he's yeah. spitting on someone else. Yeah. 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 It, it can be like that. But I'm glad that he has a therapist that is is taking the time and being methodical with him. And I hope he does improve because it, it makes everyone life easier and it, it improves his quality of life also, you know, these or any kids really like it improves their quality of life. And that's what you want. So, yeah, it's just crazy because it like really puts it into perspective how much of an impact like people have on people, but mm-hmm. like people who just voluntarily go out of their way to learn how to connect with another person so that they can make their like life better. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's really impressive, man. Cause like, I wouldn't consider myself selfish, but I'm by no means like selfless. Like, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm a blend. Um, I can, I can be very selfless in some aspects, but when I'm having a bad day, I'm not, you know, like it, it's, it, it waxes and wanes. I think I make the effort to go out of my way to try to help people if I can, you know, even if it's just the littlest of things that I, and I don't know if it's just the kind of person I am or, or what it is, but, um, give me one second. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah. if, if you can, um, I'll wait till he gets I back to comment, my but, arms aren't that long. Oh, I got you. He was reaching yeah, for something. Go gadget arms, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Well, but, uh, no, yeah. man, like I'm, I'm definitely a blend myself. Like, mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I, I've gone out of my way to help people. And like more recently, it's, it's been a little bit more, um, you should listen to my other episodes, but, um, I'll make it short and sweet for you. I play fantasy football. I won about a hundred grand on DraftKings a couple months ago. And yeah, DraftKings so, is still a thing, man. It's yeah. crazy. Well, it just, it just started being available in Louisiana. So like this year, you know how I know about it is from, uh, that show, the league, yeah. like, that's the only reason, but that's crazy, man. So, so I won all this money. So like I was able to pay off my bills, but like I've been randomly helping people also more because I have not necessarily just the financial capability to do so, but I'm just in a better frame of mind to want to help people. So I try to, you know, um, but I think everyone should, you know, I think everyone should, you don't necessarily have to be selfless, but if it's just, if it just takes a, an extra five seconds to be, nice to somebody like why wouldn't you do it like what what does it really cost you you know what i'm saying look honest <laughs> i'll be honest man i'm not always the nicest person or almost pleasant <laughs> to be around but yeah 
I at least like set the goal of like trying to help at least one person's day be better. Mm-hmm. But every week I make it like I have to do one big thing. Like a couple of weeks ago, man, like I went to Dunkin' Donuts just for an iced coffee. And every employee in there just looked pissed at life. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not going to ask them what, what they're going through. If they wanted to talk, they'd probably break down in tears or something or be going to therapy afterwards. Yeah. But just, I don't know, man. Like it's hard working at Dunkin' Donuts. When I first got to Georgia, I worked there for like a month. And it sucked, man. The money's not there. The hours aren't. The only good thing is you get free iced coffee. Yeah. So, like, I just threw a $100 bill in there, man. Like, and, like, mind you, I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not rich. But, like, damn, dude. Like, if that makes y'all's day better, like, which I'm sure it did the moment they split their tips, dude. Mm -hmm. So, every week, man, I got to try to at least not be an asshole once. Well, see, and that's all you can ask for. Like, I think. Like I said, like I'm kind of religious, but I'm more laid back on my views and I'm not imposing on other people with my views. Um, but I try to be a little bit better of a person every day if I can. And I understand that there's some days where I'm not going to accomplish that goal, but I'm just going to keep trying to do it. And that's the thing. That's all you can really ask of people. Like, look, we all have our bad days. Um, and like, I'm, I'm understanding. I get how that could happen. But if you're having a good day, try to make other people's days good, too. Like it'd be beneficial for everybody. Pay forward. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, have you ever had the uh, New York cheesecake pancakes from IHOP? No, but I don't really like cheesecake. So, well, anyways, they're an obsession <laughs> of mine. They're my one true love in this life, other yeah. than my dog. Mm-hmm. But when I first got him, I didn't know he just kind of did whatever he wanted. And I just Grubhub like a, a couple orders of them, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you were looking forward to leftovers, right? No, dude. I was no, gonna, you were going to eat all of it, huh? Oh, right that's great. There, yeah. That's great. And sure enough, like, he got into it when I went to go grab a beer, I think. Mm. And I came back, and I was about to lose it. <sighs> I was about to be like, you'll never taste these sweet, delicious pancakes <laughs> again, my friend. And, like, you know, I scalded him real quick, and then I gave him one just because I was like, look, man, I should have just gave you a little piece at first anyways. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I named... I, I named him Possum. Of course, he's going to get into things that uh-huh. aren't his. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, nah, but there's, man. there's something to be said to like, because I've had it happen before where I just look forward to this one thing like all day. I just want that one thing. I just can't like wait. Like a Diet Coke? Like a Diet Coke. Or <laughs> I don't I don't really drink Diet Coke, but like let's say pizza or like I have leftover pizza in the fridge. And like I just want it so bad. And I go home and then like somebody ate it. And I'm just like, fuck, like just so angry, you know, because I'm like, I just wanted the pizza. And it's like, I don't want to go get more pizza, even though yeah, I know I can, you know, it's like that's in that the moment point. you're reasoning with like yeah. the universe. You're like, why couldn't they have at least told me they ate it? So I could have got more before I yeah. got home. Yeah. Yeah. It's like now I got to go travel 15 minutes in the opposite direction to go with this other pizza. And I don't feel like going anywhere. So uh, it happens. That's, it that's happens. just the worst, man. Today, I. Today, I just didn't feel like getting out, like, and leaving the house, man. And, like, I dead-ass waited for my sister to come pick up our <laughs> other sister's mom to mm-hmm. bring her back home because she had spent the night. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm going to the store. And I was like, great. So am I now. Like, just because I just yeah. didn't feel like going, <laughs> man. Sometimes you just, you just don't want to, especially mm-hmm. not by yourself or just... I don't know, man. The effort of like driving to the store is just like, do I feel yeah. like doing that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I get that way sometimes. And then other times it's like, 
what are we going to eat tonight? I don't know. My wife doesn't know. It's like, all right, tell you what, you watch the kids at home. I'll go travel and get the food. And of course, like nobody wants the same thing, you know? So it's like, go get Chinese food for my wife. Go get, uh, I don't know, pizza for my kids. And I'll go get like McDonald's or something or Subway, whatever, you know? It's like a two hour trip because <laughs> I got to stop everywhere and then I end up having to get gas. And just like, and before I know it, I'm like, man, this takes a long time. And then other I feel days, like, I feel like depending on the day, mm-hmm. like how your day had gone leading up to that, it could either be like a breath of fresh air yeah. or an absolute yeah. nightmare. Oh, that's oh. when I would have been like, no, honey. Grubhub exists for a reason. Go ahead. Uh, well, Grubhub doesn't exist in a uh, Grand Prairie, Louisiana. So, oh, uh, does it not, man? N- n- no, they might have it. In, I think they might have Waiter in Bill Platt now. But oh, I uh, forgot Waiter's a thing. People don't waiter, use that waiter, out here, man. Waiter's more prevalent out here than Grubhub. I don't well, even one know of those four jobs right. my buddy has. For a while there, he was driving for Waiter, and oh, yeah. yeah, he loved it, man. Except one time, he accepted a cash tip. You can do that in the app. Mm-hmm. person gave him a dollar <laughs> and it was like it was like a 40 dollar order or something man he was yeah. pissed at, oh yeah, after yeah. that no more cash tips yeah i don't blame him um tip your servers people i do it all the time tip them they do it they do a rough job man, I'm, really com- too, but- I'm conflicted on that and not because i don't think it's a rough job but here's the thing I don't tip solely based on performance because, uh, you know, I'm not a 60 year old man who's mad at life for not taking mine yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, like if you're going to be a total dick and I've been here dropping a hundred dollars and I'm about to throw you a fat ass tip or something Mm -hmm. and I've only gotten one drink the entire time because you're standing over there talking to Leslie, the bartender or whatever, Mm -hmm. then odds are I'm going to throw 20% because I'm not a complete asshole and not feel bad about it. So could have had a 50, but you get the 20 instead. But see, but see, this is where you have to understand what you're doing as opposed to what other people are doing, because even in that situation, you're still throwing them a 20% tip. There are people who do not tip at all or tip a dollar on a hundred dollar mill or tip pennies. Yeah. Or even when they're teach a lesson, even when their service is amazing. Right. So like, that's what I'm talking about because like, look, I get it. You're going to eat out already. That's a treat already for a lot of people, especially if you're poor, it's not something you do often. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to eat out, but I can't really afford to tip a whole lot of money. And that's fine. Like I don't expect everyone to tip a bunch of money, tip appropriately in what you can do. Um, but don't be one of those people who can afford it and just not give it. Cause you're an asshole or you're cheap. Like it, you know, at the same time, if the service is terrible, then there are there's only I think one time I've never tipped my server out of all the times I've ever gone eat out. I've always tipped them something. Now, if your service is terrible, you might only get two dollars. I'm gonna be honest with you. Right? Yeah, I was about to say because so, on one um, hand, I can count the times where I've left a bad tip. I've never left no tip. Well, I left but, a, a bad tip one time because it took them. The restaurant was almost completely empty. It took the waiter. 30 minutes to come seat us another 30 minutes to get our drinks another like 30 minutes to order our food 
got our food. The food was shitty. She never came ask us again if we wanted drinks. She just kind of disappeared to the back. So like we're in this restaurant for like two hours when it should have only been like a 45 minute restaurant trip. Right. And I had to wait longer to even just pay my bill. And I'm like, where is everybody? Like, what are y'all doing? Like what? Like, I'm not being served. I'm basically just like being handed something and then you just disappear. So it's like, I'm not giving you a tip because this is garbage. Like the, everything was garbage. The food was bad. The service was bad. Everything that point was is not bad. a service. It's you're right, basically you're right. you went to a fuck. You went to a fucking store. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I could have went and, and it, I could have went to the back, cooked my own food like three times faster than anybody because they were just all, I don't know, lazy or, fucking off i don't know what they were doing eventually that restaurant closed obviously um i wonder why yeah i wonder why but like i think that's the only time i never tipped and but besides for that most of the time though the service i get's not bad so it's, it's never really an issue you know and if i do have bad service they still get a, a small tip it's just not nearly as much as it could have been thankfully my two worst experiences have been like they were restaurants but uh they're chains um one was at a Waffle House, and like mind you, it's only like eleven p.m. It's not like I was there at three in the morning, trashed. Mm-hmm. Like I just went with the girl I was dating at the time, and the sir, like she was just rude, man. Just hand, just outright rude. And she heard like a Led Zeppelin song played over the jukebox, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Zeppelin fan. I actually hate Zeppelin, which is weird because I love Greta Van Fleet. They're basically the same band of a different generation. Gotcha. And I said something about it. And this motherfucker, she proceeded to play like five more Zeppelin songs because she overheard that and laughed. (laughs) I straight up up. left a dollar. Yeah. Like, no, dude, you're not going to torture me and be rude. No, not happening. And then the other one was a Taco Mac. It's basically like a more dive version of a buffalo wild wings okay gotcha yeah so just poor service and the food tasted like absolute trash and i think i didn't have <laughs> enough beers because it's, it's definitely like beer food mm-hmm. like i gotcha it's kind of like bar food yeah except <laughs> like maybe sports maybe, bar environment maybe like a step up from bar food i like buffalo wild wings though so like but um i get i, I understand what kind of food you're talking about yeah it's like in between like edible and bar food Mm -hmm. so because i've only ever been to one bar um and that's actually right down the road for me that had like just top-notch food and be an actual bar yeah yeah so like i know i don't know when's the last time you've been to lafayette but um they have a bunch of legends bars in lafayette like a year and a half okay it's like eight or nine different legends bars like there's a legend on bertrand a legend on um ambassador uh legends on pinhook stuff like that and oh, dude when i uh when i lived in louisiana i wasn't old enough to hit the bars man i know that's I, what i was saying like i don't think you'd be i old never enough. got that experience yeah but um i like legends because um with the exception of like major nfl or like major football games uh they're usually chill like they're they're kind of laid back there's not a lot of people and like you can just go sit outside drink your drinks whatever um and hang out with people well they have food there but it's literally like it's not a lot of food it's literally just like some french fries and a hamburger that they make on like a george foreman grill and it's fucking delicious i don't know if it's because we're halfway drunk when we eat it but it's delicious 
<laughs> um, I don't know, because I'm definitely drunker at the bar than I am at the sports bar when I'm eating the food. Yeah. Well, but I tell people all the time, phenomenal. like, 2, two, two a.m. Taco Bell is, like, the best Taco Bell. A hundred percent, dude. And you know what's so weird? It's, like, that's been my, like, or it was for a while, my go-to, like, wasted food. Mm-hmm. Either that or Burger King. And now, some days, it's hard for me if someone's like, hey, man, you want to go get food? And they suggest either of those two places to say, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Do you have a bottle of Smirnoff, like, vodka yeah. in your purse yeah. or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love... um. In Lafayette, they have a place called Mel's Diner. And unfortunately, it, it like had a fire or something. It burned partially down. So they're rebuilding right now, but it's been closed for a while. And but uh before that, like it wasn't nothing to go out back in the day, go to like the bars, the clubs, and then go like 3 a.m. go to Mel's Diner because it was open 24 hours a day, and then get you some food. And like it was the best food in the world. Like I'd always get breakfast stuff, but um like my wife would always get like uh, mashed potatoes and gravy with like a Salisbury steak at 3 a.m. <laughs> and just tear it up and delicious food, like good food, you know. It's always different, man, whenever you're wasted, like especially when that 2 a.m. hits. What sucks is around here, like Metro Atlanta area, man, like we we don't have anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a 24 hour like diner, at least that I know of. Yeah. But anytime like. Uh, so I used to go to a lot of concerts, like probably like three or four a week. Cause in Atlanta, we have like masquerade. Uh, we have the Coca-Cola Roxy, which uh, I've never been, but I've been to the Ben stadium once for Ed Sheeran. Cause a girl I was thinking, wanted to go see it. Wasn't bad. Snow patrol played. At least I, I like, got I snow like, patrol. I like Ed Sheeran a little bit, but like but, uh, that's, that's more mellow music. Yeah. But waffle house, man. Mm-hmm. And Bro, my I didn't realize how drunk waffle I was. House. Go ahead. Like, every time after a concert when we would mm-hmm. go to waffle house dude but like one night she filmed me and showed it to me and i was like why did you let me in there yeah. <laughs> i would have been was, embarrassed what are you that was doing? an arrest waiting to happen oh like, yeah mm, that's pretty bad yeah luckily we're never usually that drunk so and normally we have like a designated driver so in case anybody's wondering we had somebody driving that wasn't drunk we weren't uh, yeah, we weren't 100%. being stupid so like, but it these, was never a time. But, but see, these days now you have like Uber is so readily available that like it's probably a non-factor. If you're drinking and driving nowadays and you're not <laughs> driving like a lawnmower out in the middle of nowhere or something. Hey, hey if I drink a beer while I mow grass, that's acceptable. Hey, man, as long as you're under a 0.08, sir. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would probably take me three beers to be above a 0.08 and I'd have to drink them like one after the other quickly. Uh- Okay, then problem solved, so, man. I think I'm <laughs> good. I think I'm good. I, I I have like one beer while I cut grass. Uh, it was just a joke, but anyway, no, I know. Uh, but like, <laughs> it's because of that dude Steve or whoever he used to like uh, post YouTube videos. He would mm-hmm. get drunk and operate machinery. Like, so yeah. unless you're doing that, drinking and driving with don't, all of your options now, you're yeah, probably just, just a bad person. Look, just don't, just don't be a dick. Don't do it, bro. Look, I've slept in my car before, gotten shit faced at a bar in Lafayette, and slept in my car. Until I was sober enough to drive. So just saying, you can do it. Just don't put your keys in the ignition because they'll yeah, catch you for yeah. they'll, they'll catch you for operating while it's while still a charge, even if they're not, even if it's not turned. Like yeah, just don't put them in there. Just like throw your keys on the floorboard and then go to sleep. Yeah, that's probably the best place to put them. And not even the like front floor, like floorboard. Throw them in the yeah, back. I just, just toss them. I mean, whatever. Your warning works, is going to be very confusing, but trust me, it'll save you right. a lot of yeah. legal fees. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. And also, you know, it'll save possibly someone's life. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I've never had to deal with it, but I know the ramifications, you know, so be responsible, people. Have yeah. fun, though, you know. <laughs> you can do both. You can do both. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean. You can. I just do the fun part and hope that, well, make sure that I have someone around who's going to be responsible. Just make like, friends with someone who doesn't drink but wants to go out. You know, that's the crazy thing is, uh, like they always do, man. Like, uh, ex- like former alcoholics, mm-hmm. like, uh, so I'm not going to specify what my relationship is to this person, but I'm very close to someone who, uh, like not romantically, but, uh, who is a recovering alcoholic and mm-hmm. they still want to come to all the family get togethers. And at first, uh, we would, you know, not drink uh if they came or like they would only come for an hour like i I didn't set the you know parameters there like you know yeah 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 i wasn't like all right man uh it's quarters o'clock in an hour so you gotta be gone you know like Mm -hmm. but uh so they don't mind man like honestly as long as it's not fresh into their recovery like a lot of alcoholics like recovering alcoholics they're not gonna shame you for having a beer well i think I think once they get to a point where they can control themselves, they understand that like it's their struggle with alcohol. It's not everyone else's struggle with alcohol. So like, why would you get mad at somebody who's going to have a beer in front of you? Like, look, if you can't control yourself, maybe you shouldn't be here, even though I want you here. Like, but ultimately that relies on you. Like I can't walk on eggshells around you for the rest of your life simply because you have an issue with alcohol. And it's the same thing with anybody else. Like now as a friend, sure. Like, if my friend had a very serious issue and I could accommodate them, I probably would, but you can't expect everyone in the world to accommodate you. You know what I'm saying? And that's so kind of where I'm at with it. It'd be different if my friend wanted to come over and like hang out for an hour or two or something, you know, but mm-hmm. if it's like 4th of July barbecue with the whole family, mm-hmm. like there's no reason that everyone should have to not be able to drink and you want to stay there the whole day. It's 4th yeah. of July, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're being a big inconvenience for everyone else. Um, yeah, like, look, your drinking is no longer inconvenient to you anymore, okay? Yeah, it's bothering yeah. us now. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it's like, look, I love you. I want you to be here, but I'm drinking a beer. You need to be able to handle this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so when I first got to Georgia, like, uh, you know, and uh, this person had me go with them to, uh, like, I only went a couple times, you know, just to see what it was about, what their life was about. And honestly, man, like it's nothing but like for the most part, people genuinely just trying to be better, man. Like, mm-hmm. and God, man, I'm not gonna go into specifics or anything, but like some of the stories that I've heard, man, it's like, and looking at the person who told them, it's like, I guess the 12 steps may not be for everyone, man, but some of the people it's worked for, it's literally just changed their whole lives. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, religion can do the same thing sometimes. Um, sometimes a, a one of those programs just kind of flips a switch in people's heads and it completely changes their outlook. Um, um man, actually it's funny you say that because there's something in like their book, like their Bible for not drinking. Mm-hmm. Um that like refers to like drinking as like the wrong god or whatever. Like it's it's weird. I would have to like oh. Uh, yeah, it's the whole thing. I would have to like, look up or get them to tell, remind me of, but it's crazy. Like, yeah, 
And then a lot of people's first mistake apparently is romanticizing the drink when they tell their stories, trying to, you know, help other people, but they're also sending themselves right back into like the trenches. Well, yeah, yeah, because they're sitting there and they're just pint of Jack Daniels. I could I could really use a pint of Jack Daniels right now. Yeah, and they start dwelling on it, and you don't want to dwell on it, right? Nah, man. I think it's like everything else in life, except on a more physical level, because. Like you're dependent on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That that was a weird environment though. Like I I don't know. I I see the value in in programs like that that help, right? Whether it's the 12 steps, whether it's a, a significant other, whether it's a family member, whether you know, all these different things that help. But like I can never see myself in one of those places, you know. Um, maybe it's just because my personality isn't one that's that's addictive. I mean, other than like Cajun food, which like I'm never going to tell no to. But um, you know, well, you were uh, raised in Sin Law, like that's not yeah, your fault. Like, yeah, you got to talk to God on that one. Like, yeah, right. He rice, and, with that. rice and gravy is in my blood, bro. I can't get rid of that. But uh, <laughs> literally, my blood is made out of it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but. Like, I don't really have an addictive personality. And then, like, if I know I have a problem, then I'm already where I need to be to solve the problem because I know I have the problem. So, like, I would hate having to go to, like, an AA meeting. I would hate having to go to, like, a therapist. And it's hilarious because, like, I do, like, I do ABA therapy in a way. But, like, I think it's hilarious, but it's definitely like I see the irony of it all. Yeah, it's very ironic because like I want people to go do those things, but I would never go myself because I would hate it the entire time. I know. Imagine practicing what you preach. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I wouldn't need it though. You know, that's the that's like if I really truly believe that I needed it, I would go, but then I would hate being there. So you know, (laughs) I think that's how it normally works for when people wind up going to therapy. Maybe they they thought they didn't need it until they did. No, yeah. um, I definitely have an addictive personality, man. Uh, right now, arena, like that's one that I'm like super addicted to. I mm-hmm. barely play any other games, man. I like I forced myself to play Age of Empires four the other day, mm-hmm. which I'm horrible at, <laughs> just so I could get away from it, man. But that's like, I just I just jump out in front of my vices instead. I'm like, this is a really bad thing to do, but it could be worse. It could be worse. I could be addicted to age of <laughs> age <Yeah>. of whatever. <laughs> or like I could be spreading copy like communist propaganda or something, you know? Mm, you could fall into a cult. Not again. Not again. No. Oh, <laughs> Never again. <laughs> oh God. Never should have trusted Beth. No, she dude. just wanted to bang him. That's right. I don't know what kind of cult you're going to? aren't all cults like sex sex cults though like yeah but i think it normally comes after the punch no <laughs> oh, shit necrophilia <laughs> man well no I, I love like i love watching all these like documentaries and stuff of all these famous cults and like how some of them do mass suicide but like some of them don't and the whole time it's like this one guy convinces all the other these other guys to bring their family to their cults and then convinces convinces all these other guys to let him sleep with their wives. <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, what? Like at at what? Point I have too many trust just... issues, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like what? when they're like, we drink on three. Like, mm-hmm. 
I would wait a second. I would wait a second. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I, I gotta go to bed. I'm gonna tie my shoe real quick, and then like you pop up, and then like everybody just you just make sure everyone yeah. else took their but, sip too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But right. I don't know. I always I always found cults to just be crazy. I'm just like, bruh. Imagine somebody hooking you so hard that like you'll just let them do whatever they want to, like your wife or your your of age daughter, or they'll convince you to kill yourself. Hope of age. Well, I right. was being I was being nice. I was about to say, I mean, mean, Woody Allen married his not of age like uh, stepdaughter, uh, I guess. It was highly disgusting, but so did Elvis Presley. He he married his uh fourteen year old cousin. I think he definitely got the worst end of like life so, in because he also died on a toilet. So you're right, you're right. So, but it was weird because her parents like a, like allowed her to bury him. Can so, you believe that that was allowed back then? <laughs> I mean, back then, yeah. Dude, it's not that long ago, though, when you think about it. No, it was 50. Well, Elvis was around in what, like the 50s up to the 70s. Dude, my mom was when like, did he die? Huh? my mom was late teens and she was born in 62. So it was like close to like 1980. Yeah. That's so crazy. like, which honestly, 1980 feels like it was 20 years ago. Sometimes I yeah. have to stop when, and remind myself. When did Elvis? Oh, I got I to find out. I need you to find out because it's yeah. like. Well, we just talked about it, so it's like now I gotta know. Okay, so Elvis Presley died in 1977. So okay, so she was mid-teens. Like mm-hmm. you know, well, she, I didn't she have an exact time frame. I mean, Elvis Presley's music could have lived on past the 77, regardless. So like you, you could have still been a fan of him. Well, no, just, she just remembers getting the phone call from her friend in tears. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, they were huge in Elvis. Thank God her music taste got better in life, so I wasn't cursed with Elvis. Like. Yeah, so um, I'm no hound dog. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, so Elvis was born in like the 1930s. So I mean, but his music was influential in the 60s and 70s. But you figure, like you said, 1980, but 1980 was fucking 40 years ago. And the music that he stole so, it from was influential before then. You are correct. Thank you, black people. God bless. Yeah, like, but. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Dude's name Kyle wouldn't have five finger death punch to punch a wall to any if it weren't for you guys <laughs> originating yeah, yeah. rock music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody makes shit their own, so it is what it is. Um, but I don't know. I feel like society's grown leaps and bounds every decade. But sometimes it's good stuff, and sometimes it's not. So I think it's. I think it's more of a matter of like, just like, are you with the times, man? Like, it's just a generate like a generational divide. Like, yeah. Know? Oh, I'm gonna be a crotchy old man when I'm like 80. I'm one now. Oh yeah. Well, I'm nice right now, but like, I'll be meaner when I'm older. I have TikToks on my phone, or I have TikTok the app on my phone, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I just have it oh. so that when someone sends me one, I can I can watch it mm-hmm. and not have to lie to them when they tell me, I like when you. I tell them. I like TikTok, but you have to cultivate your TikTok. Like you have to like the things that you like, or you're gonna see random shit. And even then, there's still gonna be hoe bags on there trying to like sell you OnlyFans accounts or something like that. See? So cultivating it man i don't want to have to cultivate anything on the internet i want my content provided to me and i want to well, watch it and enjoy it i man, i understand that's why i hated twitter yeah and i will go ahead and say i'm not trying to say hoe bags in a derogatory term look if you want to sell your body on the internet that's your business i don't care Dude, 
I love hoes, man. Good for you. Like, Good if you want to be one, cool. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna call you a hoe. I mean, I mean, it's not yeah. it's not a bad thing. Cool, man. Get money for it. Some people do yeah. it for free, dog. Correct. Prim- primarily men. Like some, some people, some never people got do it. Paid. Some people do it for a diet coke. A lot of them, though. <laughs> a lot of them. Though. <laughs> it adds uh, up, man. Uh, yeah, it adds up over time. I mean, you know. I mean, if I was 17 and a girl was like, hey, I'll give you this Sprite if you'll do me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't even need the Sprite. I'm 17. I don't know about the Sprite. Oh, yeah, I probably wouldn't have needed any incentive, especially at 17. But <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. as far as like beverages go, at 17, yeah. probably yeah, for like a Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. I would have been more amazed if she had it bottled at that time because I don't think they did that yet. Mm hmm. Probably would have accused her of being a witch. Yeah. Modern day Salem, let's go. Yeah. I think the point is that when I was that age, if somebody was like, here's a bunch of money and all you have to do is like get naked and, and do people, I'd be like, I'll do that now. Like, all right. <laughs> I don't know why age comes into the picture as long as it's not about legality. Like, I'm too old to do that shit now, bro. You know, dude, I don't know, man. The internet's a horrible place. I'm too, anyone's too old. I don't, I don't know. I'm too established to do that. I don't think I'd ever do that, but I think that's what it's to, like boils back to more than anything is like, how, how much do you enjoy the life you have mm-hmm. and making eye contact with the ones you love? Yeah. Well, I still think people who do it are, are doing it more out of the chase for the money than anything else, you know? So, oh, it, dude, the amount of money is ridiculous. It's not, it's not something I would want my daughter to do. I'll be honest, but like, at the same time yeah i i wouldn't disown my daughter if i had one you know as an adult i'm gonna love i'm gonna love my kids regardless but like i'll let you know if i don't like what you're doing but then i'll just like just don't let me know about it anymore please i don't want to (laughs) know do you ever see that meme where it's like uh they walk out in the thanks or dinner with their family and uh like they're like oh look who decided to join us uh and i think the original one was like they they were streamers so they were like why don't you stream something for us but instead it was like look who it is little miss only fans why don't you shake a little ass for the family oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i do that shit full stamp man i was weak yeah yeah gosh but yeah bro look hey i got my wife hooked, up, <laughs> hooked on to tiktok Cause I used to watch them all the time, and she'd be like, "I can't believe you're you're listening to TikTok." So like, you're old man now. I'm like, no, no. Like, TikTok has like some fun gaming stuff and like fun comic stuff. So I've definitely and seen then some like D and D stuff. So like, the problem is you have to find it, and then you have to like it, and you have to like those people, and then eventually it starts cultivating something you like, and then they call it the whatever talk. Like you can go onto like D and D talk or gaming talk or like halo talk or like there's gay tiktok there's straight tiktok there's or if you're a white kid with too much time on their hands cringe talk cringe talk i love those so much man like they they do make cringe though dude i did podcast with uh previously um he sends me those or it's it's either like cringe talks he saw or like the most random things that i really shouldn't laugh at because it's normally just a noise Mm mm-hmm like I was really late to the uh, whole Bing Bong thing. Oh, I like the Bing Bong TikToks. They're I funny. love it now, but I was late to it. Yeah, like, I, was, I was too, but I'm out of the loop. I'm thirty. I'm about to be thirty-three. Like I'm not. 
I'm not yeah, going to be in the loop anymore, bro. I'm out of the loop now. Look, I put all of my energy and effort into being in the loop on like music so I can still mm-hmm. seem cool. Otherwise, I feel like my dating pool would definitely shrink even further. So, yeah, you just need to do the farmersonly.com thing, you know? Dude, I can't get corn. <laughs> I cannot get corn to grow for shit, dude. And I heard they love that on there. They eat that up both literally and figuratively. You need to find you need to find a girl that can do it for you. Be like, look. Most of those girls don't want dudes who can't grow corn. Probably. If you can't grow Probably. corn, what what do you have I to guess, offer them? I guess you aren't a farmer then. I guess. No, that would make you a not only. Can you like play like Minecraft and farm on Minecraft? And then Oh, dude, I'm great with redstone. And then go on farmers only. Oh, I've seen some crazy ass redstone stuff. Oh my god! YouTube dude. like YouTube Minecraft holes of like people creating these engines off of redstone, and like I'm like, what? What? Just I don't even know anymore. Like I understand like that Minecraft always had the possibility of going in this direction, but the shit that people have managed to do mm-hmm. just because of the way that game was coded is ridiculous. Yep, like it's insane. It's awesome. It's awesome is what it is. Like, awesome. like they have an automated farming system in Minecraft. Oh, they have a bunch of different so, ones. Like, mm-hmm. oh, and uh, I think I just saw a YouTube video the other day. I didn't watch it because it was like 40 minutes, but it was talking about the world's first Minecraft server was recently rediscovered. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And dude. Like it's not bad, but it's just so basic compared to the things I've seen, like oh, the dream yeah. SMP and stuff. It's like a castle. Yeah, all a of a couple the, castles with yeah, walls. All all of the mod stuff these days. Um, there's so much you can do with Minecraft now that you couldn't do before. And it's so but it's I love Minecraft for just for what it stands for as far as gaming is concerned. Because you have this guy who literally like dedicated all of his off time into making this game and then selling it. And making this Minecraft set a benchmark that every game of that genre now has to at least hit that basic, just bare minimum benchmark, or else they're not gonna. I mean, look, look, yeah, look at the offshoots of the game like uh, Arc, Arc Survival, or whatever it is. I have a lot of friends that play that, dude. I try to get into that. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) I would like to try to play it, but. I used to not have a computer that can handle it. So it's I never a grind, it. man. I'm going to yeah. tell you that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But like, all I'm saying is now you're having these offshoots of these like games where you have Minecraft related things that you can do. What feels closest to me is, like uh, have you ever played Terraria? I've heard of it. I've never played it. It's like it, a 2D uh, one almost, except with like more story depth, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like I never really got too far into the story. Not going to lie to you, like in Terraria, I got to the point where my buddy was like, here, we need this drill for something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, great. And it just like basically one hit everything. And I was like, I'm going back to League. I'm going back to League. I could never get into League of Legends, man. I'll never uh, say it again. Don't worry. Okay. I I hate that game. That game, that game style. uh, What's it called? Is it Dota's? MOBAs? MOBAs. Okay. But and, Dota uh, is a MOBA, so oh, okay. Um, it's letters. That's all that yeah, matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's along the same lines. Um, I played a little bit of League, but I just couldn't get into it. It was. I'd rather just run around with a a, a SMG on Call of Duty and just. Mow I never down. thought I would play it because uh, I remember for like a month, actually probably longer, probably like six months. I watched like Bill, the gamers, and Nick. Mm-hmm. 
playing league every time they were all piled up at the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the room playing World of Warcraft. So I was like, dude, the game sucks. Look at the graphics. <laughs> and then, like, sure enough, I think I'm one of the only few, if not the only one, that still plays. And I try not to. But my like my best like I my mean, best friend Perkins is like, hey man, do you want to hate yourself and yell at me when you've been drinking? And I'm like, yes, I would love to. I would love <laughs> to play League of Legends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's basically, I, I don't know. I never got into it, but like, so the guy I have on the episode before this one, uh, his name's Robbie Lafleur. He used to be he used to play League of Legends. Uh, UL had a gaming team that would play oh, the collegiate team. Yeah. And he he was on it. He used to play on it for him. Huh. Like I don't know how good he was, but uh, he used to play with them and stuff. And he used to play in his spare time. And I was like, I can't do it, bro. I, I can't do it. Uh, it's just not my style, you know. And then they have yeah. those. They have those other ones, like the the um, third person shooters or first person shooter ones. Um, they have like popular. CS:GO teams and all kind of stuff. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey, is there any way we could take out of that bio real quick? Sure, man. We could actually close it out for the night if you want, unless you want to keep going. No, that's totally fine. I got to go play Jackbox anyways, man. So, like, at some point, I was going to have to leave, so. Okay, well, we can just close it for the night. We've got uh, well over two hours. Oh, yeah, dude. I know. So, I looked at the time, and I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, well, we just kept talking, and I was like, well, eventually one of us will give. It was yeah. you. You lost. It wasn't me. It was my you bladder. Lost. You lost the game. Trust me. No, <laughs> it's not the first time. <laughs> first time. Anyway, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, I look forward to many more episodes with you. Of course, man. We'll like, keep going. Um, listeners, if y'all have topics you want us to discuss, games, movies, political, religious, uh, you know, um, cosmic. I know I play Magic the Gathering, but Magic I know Gathering. a little bit about the NBA and NHL. Let, watch, so let, let me show you. Let me show you something, bro. Let me show you that. So this is the first magic cards I have bought in a long time. Dude, that's actually a really good set, too. I, you know I love Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I read the Dritz series. So like Magic Gathers, like we have these Dritz cards. And I'm like, fuck oh. y'all. I hate y'all so much. The the one where it like creates a cat token or whatever. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's based on a 40 book series that's been being written for a long time now. That- you know, I'm <laughs> right now the deck I was teching before I uh got on to do this with you, it's primarily almost all cards from that set. Like I'm there's I'm a gonna deck build, called I'm Bant gonna build- Party. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just Bant Colors and um party it's like every creature in your party so you get one creature to your party for each one you have on the board for mm-hmm. like cleric warrior rogue and wizard gotcha so i'm doing it with like four colors right now and oh wow yeah i'm i'm grinding back up through platinum but it's working man i swear Dude, like, yeah like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a deck out of just the series and i'll probably play with, with some friends every once in a while but like i bought them more for collector's sake than anything else because i love forgotten realm stuff and D so it's like, what? We have cards where I have to get the roll of D20 and do something? This is fucking amazing. Oh, dude, there's a whole deck based on that, man. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So, yeah. Magic, and the, so... And the dungeons. Like, they had the dungeon implementation in this set, too. Yeah. So. The, the uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage is my yep. favorite, like, hands down. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, nah, man, Magic right now is at a really awkward point. Like, is Standard it? could be the most interesting it's ever been, but people choose to play mono-white. So, uh, ew, yeah, well, yeah, it's disappointing. 
But anyway, we can we can go hardcore into magic later. I just want to show you. I bought a booster box. Yeah, yeah. Of that Let me shit. stop. Let me stop myself. Yeah, yeah. We could go for hours. We'll, we'll talk right about. Up. We're definitely gonna talk about magic eventually. We used to play a lot of it. So. Oh yeah, dude. I uh, still play a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I still have all my cards. I've got eight, nine thousand cards sitting in my closet. Hell, I don't have so. any physical ones, man. I actually left a binder that, if everything's still in it at uh, that kid Jacob Johnson's house, mm-hmm. the binder now would be worth like four grand. What? Yeah, awesome. it had like two play sets of Gideons that belonged to Chris and I, like. <sighs> Uh, the good Gideon, I forget the yeah. final print, and then it had uh, a playset of Nissa Shakes the World, which are like super expensive. Thunderbreak is too, I think. So it's crazy. Oh, I've got, I mean, I've got some cars that are worth a little bit, nothing crazy, but like I have the two mana cost counter spells that are worth like 30 <laughs> to 50 bucks a pop. I've got four or five of those, I've got all kinds of stuff. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll definitely yeah, talk man. about magic another time. We're going to yeah. wrap it up tonight. Uh, thanks for having you on. Um, definitely going to have you back on more frequently. Um, cool, man. Look forward to it. So everyone have a good night. I'll catch you later, Brock. Better, dude.
sales can rise doesn't mean much though when your health declines see we've all got something that we trapped inside that we try to suffocate you know hoping it dies try to hold it underwater but it always survives and it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise and it hovers over you to tell you millions of lies you don't relate to that must not be as crazy as i am the point i'm making is the mind is a powerful place and what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way it's pretty cool right yeah but it's not always safe just hang with me this will only take a moment okay just think about it for a second if you look at your face every day when you get up and think you'll never be great you'll never be great not because you're not but the hate will always find a way to cut you up and murder your faith.